This is the Extra Point Podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point. Hey, welcome to the Extra Point. I'm Cheryl Ross, the Next Steps and Discipleship Pastor here at Southward Church. And today we have a special guest with us. We have Ryan Smith, who was one of our interns over the summer. And um, he attends WVU. And um, he has attended church here all his life, basically. I years. Yeah, I remember you when you were just a little one back in um, the elementary class, and I had to, you know, make sure that I didn't kill you with peanut allergies or things like that. So, um, you, yeah. Anyway, it's hard for me to imagine you all grown up and in the the place that you are at with your own faith journey. And so you had the honor and privilege to um, share with us on Sunday. We had our Youth Sunday service, which was where teens kind of took over the service. You got to speak and teach us about a piece that makes no sense. And Ryan, I just wonder, because at 19, um, I wonder what, what has this topic of peace really meant to you? And what kind of made you want to share about it? Um. Yeah, so whenever I, I mentioned in my sermon that whenever I was uh, younger, like before high school, I was very shy, mm-hmm. and one of the big ways that um, I was like discipled by the people around me was seeing that the people that around me that were following Jesus were always peaceful, they were mm-hmm. always happy and excited, mm-hmm. people were always having fun when they were here or with people from the youth group. And then the other side of that is some of the people that I knew and some of my friends at school that weren't following Jesus and were not even thinking about following Jesus Mm -hmm. were just not doing, like I saw a lot of uh, like people that were not having very much peace in their life. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I saw people that were having peace in their life, it just, I was like, I mean, I, why would I not want to do that? Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the biggest reasons. That's whenever Paul and Anna came to Southridge and Paul started to show me, like, how you could live out, like, a godly life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the biggest reasons that, like, my faith has grown yeah. at all. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where I originally came up with the idea mm-hmm. of a piece that makes no sense. And then I didn't, but I, I, I wasn't calling it that until I was, and until this past summer when I knew I was going to mm-hmm. be preaching about something. And I think it's in the song, like, Firm Foundation or something, where it says, like, like, the rock on which I stand, I've got a piece that makes no sense or something mm-hmm. like that. And that... I've, I w- was thinking about that verse, like, since I heard it at mm-hmm. the beginning of the summer. And so that's where I got the idea to, to kind of preach on that topic. Yeah, that's cool. I think that we can all say that we probably um, encountered someone who has that kind of peace in their life. I think, you know, knowing that there are people looking up to you is important for us as believers and followers of Jesus to know that, like, 
the way that we react and um, and handle situations and circumstances that come our way can really help or hurt those who are around us, those that we interact with. Um, and knowing that, like, I look back at my youth leaders when I was a teenager and the way that they handled situations as well. And I think it really helped me in a time when I needed that kind of peace. Like when my dad died um, before my senior year and I didn't know where I was going to go live and all those things. Like I just remember sitting there, I sat outside and I just prayed while I was waiting on someone to come pick me up to take me to the hospital so I could go say goodbye to my dad. And I'm just sitting there praying like, God, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen after tonight. And um, I looked up. Something made me just look up. And there was a rainbow in the sky. And in that moment, I was kind of reminded about God's promises, about how he would never leave me or forsake me. And in that moment, like, I had a peace from then on out, like, the, regarding that situation especially, that I knew it was going to work out. Like, I still didn't know the details, but I knew it was going to work out. And I think that we can all... You know, if we're seeking God and doing those things, like, there are people that can help teach us that. And then we'll have a moment like that in our life where it also um, comes to play. Um, but you shared about Paul, the Apostle Paul, in Scripture and how um, he was in prison and yet he chose to pray and praise God anyway. I loved how you said that it can seem a little bit elementary to, to think about the two things that, that he kind of did in those moments. But it's so important and such a vital part of our walk as disciples of Christ, as believers in Christ, to pray. And also the other thing you said was to remember that God has a plan for your life. In regards to prayer, what else could we maybe learn from Paul that wasn't in that story in Acts? But as we know, he wrote letters while, you know, throughout his whole journey. Um, so is there something that really sticks out to you that he has shared in regards to prayer? Yeah, so in one of my, in, in my original write-up of my sermon, I included some stuff from Philippians, which is a little bit later in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty popular verse for like um, prayer mm -hmm. and like the power of prayer. And it's Philippians 4, 6, and 7, and it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so, I picked that verse because it kind of, I mean, it, it kind of sums up the whole essence of my, uh, my teaching. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it says, prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and it says present your request to God, yeah. which is pretty much uh, what I said, except I just said, like, make your struggles known to God. Yeah. And uh, and then it even says, in the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, mm -hmm. so it doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, we'll guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And originally, that was, I was going to use that as, I didn't even have a, the story of Paul and Silas. Mm -hmm. um, but I came with that story of, of Paul and Silas because I thought it would be a little bit easier for me to mm -hmm. explain. Yeah. This was, that would have been difficult with just this one. But yeah. I think this verse pretty much just sums up, mm -hmm. like, how to – it sums up my whole sermon, I think. Yeah. In, in like, two sentences. Yeah. 
it gives that practicality, I think, to what you were saying. Like to to be able to sum it up in a verse and maybe um, if, if some of the things that Ryan shared about on Sunday resonated with you, this is these are a couple of verses that you could take and meditate on and, and post somewhere um, in in your in your house, in your room, in your car. Um, take a picture of it and put it as a background on your phone. Um, that kind of thing to remind you of that because I think you even shared about a story about how you were a little bit anxious about coming to, to speak on Sunday and um, and not because of not knowing what you would say, but um, just feeling as though maybe you weren't enough. And I think we all find our, our, ourselves in those moments at times, like different things can make us anxious about, you know, whatever we're, we're facing or going through, but you took this to heart and you'd been praying and praying and at the right time, in the right way that God needed to speak to you, he did. And I thought that story was really amazing because you shared how often when we pray and we make our struggles known to God, it doesn't mean always that he's going to answer in the way that you want or the time frame that you want, but he does answer, right? And so I'm sure for you, like, how did it feel leading up to Sunday? Um and you'd been praying about it all summer, and he waits until Thursday to answer that. Like, how did that feel for you leading up to that and then in that moment, like the, the relief that came after that? Um, well, it did not feel before Thursday. I was, it did, was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, was very, I was very nervous mm-hmm. and anxious because, and I, I, I really didn't know why. Like, I... I I didn't figure out that it was because I thought I w- didn't have anything to give mm-hmm. until literally that Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like I, I figured that out when my prayer was answered. Yeah. Because I'd just been praying, like I'd pretty much just been saying in my in prayer that, like, just help me, mm-hmm. like, help yeah. me with this. I don't know what to do, and I don't really know what's why I'm nervous or scared. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, yeah, it, my prayer was answered in a literally not at the time that I wanted or mm-hmm. how I would have thought. Definitely not at the time because I had known since the beginning of summer and mm-hmm. it didn't. The Thursday before is yeah. a little bit cutting a little close <laughs> to not be anxious right. about it yeah. anymore. But Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, remembering God has a plan for your life is also very important. That was kind of the second thing that you said we learn from Paul and Silas in this, that as they praised God, they were remembering who God was and that he, he would not leave them, that he has a plan for them. Um, and I think in, in difficult cir- circumstances and situations, it can be really easy to focus on the circumstance or the situation or the difficulty and the struggle instead of focusing on where the source of our solution comes from. But but praise and remembering in that moment kind of takes our mind off of that that problem, off of that circumstance, that struggle that we're facing and puts our mind on God. Is there a scripture, as we said, like the, the Philippian scripture is one that you can go to to kind of help with the, the prayer circumstance. Um, but is there a scripture that comes to mind that helps you um, or that you think of when you think of? this part of remembering that God has a plan. Um, yeah, in the, the book of Romans, there's a lot of really good 
if you want to learn more about what I talked about, um, just read the book of Romans. Just start at the beginning and read the whole thing because mm -hmm. it'll tell you everything you need to know yeah. about everything pretty much. But in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and this is a pretty popular verse. Um, a lot of people mm -hmm. will reference this one for God having a plan. And it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Mm. And so I think that just, that verse to me pretty much says like, you know, if you love God and you believe in him, mm -hmm. like he, he's going to love you and he's going to, he's going to give you, um, maybe not what you want exactly, but mm -hmm. he will answer anything that you that you give to him. And I actually have another verse too. That's okay. one of my, uh, it's one that I try to, uh, it's my favorite Bible verse. Okay. But uh, it's Weird. Romans chapter five, three through four. And it says, it's not only so, but we also glory, glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character produces hope. And mm. I try to, remember that verse whenever I'm searching for uh, the peace that I was talking mm -hmm. about because it says right there that, you know, like take joy in the hardships that you go through yeah. because those very things are the things that are going to produce the perseverance to get through something like that again. Mm -hmm. And then I think when it says perseverance produces character and character produces hope, I think when it says character there, I think... Mm -hmm. To me, that that's it. That's saying like that perseverance that you have, you can build that character to then help other people to build that perseverance. Yeah. And which then produces hope for those yeah. around you. Yeah, absolutely. Hope not only for yourself, but hope for those around you. I think that's so important, and I think that's part of why, you know, sharing our testimony, sharing those times and those moments where God has come through for you in the past where, where you did feel like maybe your back was against the wall and then God came through in an amazing way. And you got to see in that moment that God did work even this bad thing out for good in the end. Um, like I know for a fact, like the things that I went through as a kid, trauma and abuse and things like that, I know that God is still working some of that out for good. Um, because I know that I know he's used some of it to help a lot of people already, but I know that I'm not done yet, right? But within that, like, it has produced some perseverance to get through hard things. I know I've been through hard things before and come out on the other side of it better and more whole. I know that um, that gives me the kind of character to know, like, I can go into a situation and I don't, like, a lot of times people maybe go into a bad situation and um, if they don't have that kind of character build up, maybe they'll make bad decisions. Um, I'm not saying I'm perfect. None of us are. But, like, when you get that those in those places and you're a believer of Jesus and he's brought you through something, it just helps build for you to know, like, hey, if I stay true, if I continue to follow Jesus, because that is our, our first and most important calling is to follow Jesus, right? And so if we continue to follow him, even in those hard times, even in those difficult times, He's going to produce something out of it that maybe we don't understand in the moment. Maybe we won't see for years to come, but we know, like we can know just even looking at the evidence that we see in Scripture. 
we can know that he will take those things um, and make them into something better. So you kind of summed up your teaching into this four-step process to pause, to pray, to remember that God has a plan for you, and then proceed with your life. Um, But I think within that, one of the things that you shared about how, you know, it's not always going to be the way that you want, um, the time that you want to remember that it's his will, not ours, is kind of that thing that we should really hold tight to within this. Because I think that too often we get into a place where we we just want things to to be how we want them, right? Like we have this idea, God, you're gonna you're gonna do this, or God, if you only would make it happen like this, then everything will be okay. And then that doesn't happen, and then you're like mad at God, or you don't think that He came through, and you fail to recognize how He has actually come through. Um, and so, Ryan, um, is there a moment in your life that you can see where? Maybe you've, like, give us a, a prime example of how maybe you've used this process um, or how you have seen this kind of happen throughout your life in a circumstance or a situation where you had to just um, do this and say, okay, God, like, it's up to you how you answer it. Um, is there anything that you can think of or a moment you can think of like that? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have I have a lot, but one specific one that I can remember right now is this past summer at the summer celebration um, at Rippling Waters. Uh, every year, uh, myself and a few of the other teens my age, I guess we're, I guess we're not teens. I don't really know, but I mean college age students. Yeah. Um, we like to try to stay up uh, all night, one night a week, mm-hmm. which. We do. We don't try. We do. Um, unfortunately, this past uh, year, we stayed up all night. We went to Sheets, and I ate a burrito with, like, jalapenos and hot sauce and, like, steak on it at, like, 1 a.m. Um, and if, you'd <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever done something similar, <laughs> it does not have a good effect on the body. Right. <laughs> and that... Whenever I got to that morning, I I felt like death. Mm-hmm. I felt like I literally was going to collapse, like and fall down, and I don't even know because mm-hmm. I felt so terrible because I hadn't I hadn't slept at all. I'd eaten terrible food, and I had to go to a meeting that morning yeah. with Anna. And I was very worried that I wasn't going to make it yeah. through. Um, and I literally used that. I paused. I was in I was in our, our camper that I was staying in. Mm-hmm. And I was in there before the meeting. There was like five minutes till it started. And I paused. I prayed. And I remembered God has a plan. And then I proceeded. And mm-hmm. I was able to stay awake for the whole meeting. Yeah. Um, which is very surprising. Yeah. Because considering it, you felt like death before. Yeah. You <laughs> and it was not the most exciting meeting ever <laughs> either. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that like I literally felt like mm-hmm. I felt like I, it was the end. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like it was yeah. coming to an end right there and I was done. Yeah. 
because I felt so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then I did that method, and I made it through the meeting, and then after the meeting, I took like a 20-minute nap, and I didn't even, I didn't sleep till like midnight that night. It was like, I had, I, you are younger I, than me. I That's counted the minutes. It was like 52 minutes of sleep <laughs> that I got that that like day, and it was not 52 in a row. Right. It was like 20 after the meeting, like 10 before the meeting, and like 32 from somewhere else. Yeah. Or something. Um, wow. Well, I love that you shared that example because I think sometimes, a lot of times, we want to look at circumstances and situations that are hard. And say that that's just, you know, that's, that's life or that's something that would happen to us. But there are some things that we do to ourselves, hence eating food, spicy food late at night, staying up all night. That's something that sometimes we do things to ourselves, but God and his faithfulness will still be there when you pray, will still hear you when you call out to him and still come through in ways that maybe we don't think that we deserve or um, expect. And so I love that you shared a story in a moment like that, because I think that's important for for us to remember as well, that even in those moments that maybe we've done something or put ourselves in a situation that we should know better, um, that he's still there. He's still faithful. He still can come through. Um, And, and knowing that and, and I think part of this goes back to a question that Pastor Scott answered last week about, um, you know, fully surrendering to God is saying that, like, hey, your will, not mine. Like, no matter how you decide to answer this, no matter how you choose or when, um, I'm okay with it. Because in this moment, I'm simply saying, God, I trust you. I'm remembering the plan that you have for me. And I go on from there, like knowing that it's okay. He's here. I've placed it in his hands and that's all I can do is continue with my life. And so, um, I love that process and I love that you shared that. Um, we are kicking off group season here and I know groups are a place where, um, a lot of these things can help to, um, help us in those moments and in those struggles and circumstances, like when we're having a really difficult season, to be able to have a group of people that surround you, that you meet with every week, that you can share those struggles with as well, that can pray with you and sometimes remind you because sometimes it's hard for us to remember ourselves in those moments because we are so focused on those things. Um, so what has been a part of Youth Here and Youth Nights, which is our, our teen group that meets, What, how has that played a part in your discipleship journey? And maybe um, also like came came to play in these couple couple things of, of prayer and remembering God has a plan for you. Um, yeah, so youth events and youth nights mm-hmm. is my, though it is my discipleship journey. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it wasn't just a part, it, it was the, it, it was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, going to like different youth events throughout the week, um, especially in the summertime, um, it it just like if you're only going to church on Sunday, that's good that you're going. But then sometimes later in the week, you like you just forget stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's really good to have something during the week that I don't know. You just you just you're around other people that are trying yeah. to do the same thing that you're doing. Yeah. And I think that 
going to those youth nights during the school year mm -hmm. uh, helped me. I was only able to attend them for one year. Mm -hmm. um, they only they started my senior year. Mm -hmm. um, but going to those during the school year and having some like because public school, yeah. I went to public school. Uh, it public school is an interesting school world. School in general is yeah. yeah. Um, but and going to something in the middle of the week where you're hanging out with other people that are trying to follow Jesus mm -hmm. and not everyone there is doing everything right right or getting uh, getting all the things right and doing mm -hmm. everything they're supposed to be doing but everyone's like they're there yeah because they all see the same thing yeah or maybe they just want to have fun but at least they're trying to have fun with people who want to follow Jesus yeah but that's one of the biggest things that that has helped me is yeah. that when you're going through life you don't often have people around you that are going to be trying to do what you're trying to do mm -hmm. when it comes to following Jesus. And if you have something like a youth night, for me, it was one of the biggest mm -hmm. ways that my faith grew outside yeah. of like a Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you're you are continuing that with being a part of Chi Alpha. Yeah, Is that yeah, right? Chi Alpha. Um, and, and making sure you're still hitting that small group. And you said, even though you don't, don't always make it to a large group, like you're still getting something throughout the week. And I love that you have taken what you have learned throughout your, your faith journey from here. And you're still implementing it elsewhere because, um, I think a lot of times we might move to a different place or be in a different season. And we forget those things that have been instilled of us that we know like has helped us. And so I love that you're doing that. Ryan, thank you so much for sharing with us, for um, allowing God to use what you have to give. Um, and if you did not catch his teaching on Sunday, make sure that you go back on the same podcast and watch it. It was really great to see. Um, and just so you know, if you have not liked or subscribed, make sure you do that because we drop new content for the extra point here every Wednesday and our sermons um, are here every week as well. But we look forward to um, joining in on the conversation with you again next week as we start a brand new series called For the Future. Thanks for tuning in to The Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.